Hi, this is Charles Kelly. How are you doing today? Uh, today it's a, a rainy, wet Monday in the UK and it makes you feel like just flying off somewhere to the, to the warm Mediterranean sun and sea, somewhere like Spain. But unfortunately for perhaps hundreds of thousands or maybe even millions of people who have travelled to Spain in the last few weeks, they are going to have a big problem because the government have, has imposed just a couple of days ago new rules saying that when they return from Spain they will have to self-isolate in, in basically quarantine themselves for 14 days upon their return from holiday. Now this has thrown the whole industry really into disarray because when those people left to, to travel to Spain the, the guidance was well it's okay it's safe. So their, their, their insurance would have covered them because they're, they're traveling to a safe place. In fact, many parts of Spain, they say, have lower rates of infection than the UK. Uh, but now that they're there, they're finding that, you know, on, on their return, some of them might have flown back over the weekend and found that, hang on, you know, you've got to now self-isolate for 14 days. Uh, now, whether that's, um, you know, enforceable or not, that's another matter. But most people will do the honest thing and say, well, I've got to self-isolate. I mean, it, it's if you get caught, there's, there's a big fine. Although only one person in the UK has been fined for this. It must be the unluckiest person in the UK. I think someone probably dobbed them in and said they've, they've been abroad. I don't know what happened. But, um, you know, th th these people have gone away in good faith. And, and now that they're, they're trying to get back, uh, then it, it's a big problem for them. They're going... And, you know, if, you've got, if you're coming back on holiday, normally people come back on holiday and the next day they're back at work to try and earn the money to pay for it. And that, that's going to be a problem for people. They'll have to then say to their employer, well, you know, I can't come in or, or if they're running a business, maybe they can't go and run their business. Uh, and it, it's a major thing. And, and they're not going to get any government help because they're not really technically unemployed. They're, they're not on furlough, so they're not covered by that. Um, that they can't really just go and immediately get some sort of benefit or, or statutory sick pay, anything really. They're kind of left in limbo uh, as, as to what to do. I expect most people will obey the rules. I think a lot of people are just going to, to ignore it personally. That, that, that's what I think might happen. Um, but that, that's where, and today the, the UK updated advice against all non-essential travel to, to mainland Spain. Now, and the Balearic Islands and the Canary Islands following a rise of coronavirus there. Now, in a way, that, that has clarified the situation for uh, holidaymakers who may have had holidays booked to, to travel in the next week or so. And now at least they can go back and say to their, their insurers, well, I, this, I've, I've had to cancel this holiday and they can get their, get their refund. Um, now, th this this applies to things like package holidays. Uh, you should be able to go back to your tour operator and get a refund because the, now that the official advice is don't travel. Uh, but if you just booked a flight only, say, with Ryanair, the Ryanair is saying, well, we're, we're flying there anyway. We're not going to give you any money back. And we get money out of Ryanair is like getting blood from a stone at the best of times. So you, you're not going to get any money back really on a flight only, unlikely anyway. But a package holiday is usually covered by organisations like ABTA and, and there are rules there. But, you know, a lot of people just nowadays just book a flight, don't they? A cheap EasyJet Ryanair flight and they get they get uh, an apartment on Airbnb or Booking.com. And it's a kind of a do-it-yourself package. Well, they're not going to, be, going to be covered by insurance. Now, if you if you travel 
to, to these countries and you, you you know you've got insurance your insurance could become invalid because you're traveling against uh, government advice and and that might not be for, for catching coronavirus that could be for anything it could be for having an accident or, or anything the insurance company could rightly say well your insurance is invalid because you shouldn't have been there not all insurance companies are that ruthless sometimes insurance companies will say well you know we'll cover you in this instance but it's not worth taking a chance because it, you know if you go you, you could lose all your stuff you could uh, get robbed you could be in hospital anything can happen and your insurance company could just say well no your, your insurance policy is is not valid uh, so so that's that's really been a big problem and spain are going crazy about it because that you know 25 percent of their their tourism comes from british travelers and it's it's worth billions of pounds i think more than 10 percent of their economy is just based on tourism so they're saying well hang on a second the Canary Islands are hardly affected. The, the Balearic Islands, like Ibiza and Mallorca, are hardly affected. Uh, in fact, there's less infections there than there are in places like London and Leicester. And, and yet, you know, we're, we're closing down, effectively closing down the holiday market for Spain for, for the summer. Because, you know, we're, we're virtually into August now. It's, it's like the main holiday period. And we're saying, don't go to Spain. So I think the Spanish government are, are not very happy. Obviously, the government here has a, a duty to protect its citizens and uh, to not put them at risk. And obviously, if millions of people go to Spain, and it, and it does run into millions of people that come, you know, travel from the UK to Spain, uh, and and if if a percentage of those people come back with some sort of virus, then it, it's going to all kick off here again, isn't it? And then there's going to be problems, you know, leading up to to Christmas. So they're, they're trying to nip it in the bud and deal with that. Um, you know, they, it's a pity they didn't do this earlier on in the year to, to Chinese travellers. And, you know, had China, I think, been a bit more upfront about it and a bit more open about it, then we, we could have imposed some sort of restrictions. And the countries that have bounced back in Southeast Asia tended to be those countries that restricted Chinese travel because Britain is, is has you know, a couple of million, I think, uh, certainly hundreds of thousands of Chinese students, many more workers. Northern Italy has... A lot of Chinese workers and students, as does Iran, and, and all those countries have been affected heavily, uh, and America, of course. A lot of people traveling to and from uh, China and America, and those are the countries that have been affected the most. So it, it's really bad news, and it comes at a time when, uh, I, I was just reading over the weekend, that thousands of jobs are likely to, to go from hotels. Hotels in, in the UK are, are looking at 20% job cuts in, in, in the UK hotels because this is going to affect people traveling in and, and you know into the UK and London and you know looking around London it does look quite I mean things are getting a little bit busier and people are out shopping again uh, but it's still a shadow of, of the normal tourism 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 industry that you would normally see in the summer where you know you can't move on the trains it's packed with people and and they're all out there spending money but this year is, is really going to be a a disaster for tourism lots of other companies planning job cuts um, uh, Royal Bank of Scotland NatWest as I was saying last week they're planning uh, job cuts and other other organizations are advising that, that there could be a recession at least until 2024 and one of the ex-chancellors Philip Hammond said that the government should not rule out a wealth tax so I, th I think uh, there's going to be tax rises to pay for all of this uh, and 
I think we're in for a long, uh, long hard recession in the UK because not just because this this virus is continuing, but because of the the knock on effects of you know six months loss of business for companies. A lot of companies deciding to uh, mechanize more and and use more home working, more uh, artificial intelligence, more mechanization in the, in their job, and, and which involves less people. And once the confidence in in the economy goes, which which it does seem to be, it's it's it, that 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 has a knock on. It's almost a self fulfilling prophecy that if businesses think there's going to be a recession, and they they cut back on you know, expenditure and investment, then it, it automatically creates that recession. If consumers like you and I think that, that there's going to be a recession, then we, we tend to hoard our money a bit more. We're not outspending so much money. And that then reduces the GDP of the economy and literally creates a recession. It's almost like it becomes the opposite of inflation. It almost creates deflation. Now, that, that's not quite happening yet. I mean, for instance, like I, I read today that over a million bikes have been sold during the lockdown period so we're not it's not completely bad news and the housing market has picked up but you know if people just hold back on on spending uh, then it becomes like japan which which sort of remained in recession you know from the end of the 80s almost to now uh they're, they're just their economy is just flatlined because people are not spending as much as they should and, and that then creates more recession because why would companies invest if that, that, that people are not going to be out there spending. Something come up today as well, uh, which is good news for the UK, and that's that there are there is still investment going on here. If you go around town, you'll see lots of building projects which are, are still happening. But in 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 a part of Kent, they're, they're going to build uh, a sort of a Disney theme park uh, in in the next few years, and that, that will be one of the biggest theme parks in Europe. So there, there is some good news out there in the long run, but I think in the short term. Things are going to be tough for, for a lot of workers, and I, I think there will be uh, increase in unemployment. So th this is the time to tighten your belt and and get the, 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 and put your money in the best place to save money. And one of the best places, if you've got bank accounts uh, at the moment, is the national savings. National savings are paying the highest rate of, of any bank out there, and the national savings is owned by the government. And, and they're paying one percent on accounts, whereas I think I think I'm getting less than a quarter percent with with one of my accounts. It's barely worth not worth looking at. Uh, but national savings have been told to to up its rates. The reason is that the government needs to raise money. When you're giving money to the national savings, it, it's cast iron. It's safe because you're effectively giving the money to the government, and the government is trying to raise money to pay for all of this 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 job furlough and job retention and all these things that they're spending on. Uh, and and the fact that we're getting less tax revenue, they've asked National Savings to get 35 billion in to pay for all of this stuff. Uh, it's a bit like in the war when they issue war bonds. Remember these war bonds? You know that we need you and this sort of stuff. And you know, America and Britain raised billions through these war bonds at the time, and you know they have issued bonds, but for the average person, they don't go out and buy bonds. You know, they they probably just they put their money into National Savings and. You know that that and national savings apparently is is taking in a lot of money at the moment as people move their money from banks into national savings. So if you're looking for the best rate, look up national savings, and I think you'll find that that's the best place to put your money at the moment as a savings account. It's not an investment really; it's just a somewhere to park your money uh, for the time being, if if you need to, rather than have it in the bank. 
and it's less risky than the bank because it's government backed. So, you know, if, if your money is in a bank, you, you are protected by the government up to £85,000 per account, but it's not completely risk free as such because banks are private companies that can, can go down like any other company, unlikely, of course, uh, but um, because the banks were bailed out, of course, in 2008. But national savings is considered to be, you know, gold plated 100%. So have a look at that if you're looking for, for savings rates. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a good evening. Also, I, sorry, one more thing. Gold is, is on the rise because the markets are jittery. Uh, some commentators are expecting the market is going to take another dip. The stock market this is. And that's that's probably why a lot of money is going into gold at the moment. But, but there you go. So thanks for listening. Uh, have a great evening. And uh, I hope you can get back from your holiday okay and think things will be okay. Thanks for listening and, and bye for now.